This is Realize Radio, Episode 6. We're jumping right in. Hello. Hey, hey, Rambo. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Well, I'm so sorry to hear about your your prince. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> yeah, everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of them how he looks. It's like they purposely make him look dead, I think, <laughs> in the pictures. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely looked dead for a while. <laughs> he's definitely Yeah. He hasn't looked healthy for or living really. He hasn't looked he hasn't looked like a normal living, breathing uh... <laughs> and you know, there was that one picture of him driving in the car and he, he looked like the weekend at Bernie's, like his eyes were wide open and Yeah, it's just the head in the back of this back of the car. <laughs> what it was like I don't even think he was there. Yeah, because the you probably know what we think about Prince Philip anyway, but <laughs> I know. Oh, here comes here comes Murph. All the numbers popped up, didn't you? The, the, the number nine all over the show. They sure did. Hey, Murph. Hey, what's up? Hey, bud. How you doing? Hi, Murph. Hey, Grambo. How we're, how we're, just, uh, we're just mourning Prince Philip. May, uh, he, may he rest. He needs it. He looked, he looked pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> people are really upset about it over here. Like, yeah. I know people who are, are actually upset about it, you know? Yeah. And it's it's mad how emotionally involved people are with the royal family. Like close to tears. I know a few people are close to tears because of this, you know. I know. And it's just crazy that I'm saying it's not even real to these people. <laughs> <laughs> I went round the ball today to I went and seen a family member who's really close to the like loves the royal family and they're really upset mm-hmm. about the situation. So it shows the emotion you can get from these stories, even though we're laughing about it. There's people out there that genuinely sad about this you know yeah again it's the energy thing again the lucy energy but i think personally i think it's to mark like i said on the last episode something else it's a royal death and this number nine and your dmx die today as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it comes to something that murph said a while back and, and something marius said it a while back, it's all about the number nine and how, whatever you multiply it by, the answer is always nine. And it's, it, it seems to me something to do with that. The too many nines. Number nine is the most powerful number of, of the numbers uh, in the vortex math. Mm-hmm. And uh, number nine is, uh, is, uh, is, is out of the numbers, at, uh, three, six, nine supposedly rule the non-physical world. That's why you see the, the the 33 and 66 often in, in energy related issues, uh, you know, energy in terms of electricity even. Uh, but uh, but number nine is the most important out of the, out of the three six nine, and uh, it, it it rules uh, like I said the non physical world, everything that we can't see, all the waves, all that mm. kind of stuff. So I think that's the importance of the nine. Murph, you said one time it was really interesting that the nine represents illusion as well, because it's a mirror of the six. And when you just mentioned wave, when you think about a wave, it has just every crest has a has a every up wave has a down wave of equal of equal measure. And so that kind of looks like a a, a, a nine and an inverted six. It is all the only number that can be two numbers, do you know? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's yeah. it is like an illusional number to look at. You know, you can make it a whole different number. Yeah, there's something to that. Nine. Yeah, it 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 represents this um this same but different illusion. It's it's the the theory, the concept is called a Janus. It's it's basically a twin, but there is something fundamentally opposite about the twin. It's it's like a, a mirror, a, a mirror version of the thing. And so they may they may appear to be the same, but but fundamentally they are quite opposite of each other. Even the date, the fourth of the fourth of the ninth, twenty twenty one adds to yeah. eighteen and the one and eight, the nine again, you know, wow. it's just everywhere. Wow, wow, wow. And Brother Berg did a little deep dive. I mean, it was, I, I, all I had to look at it was like three, 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 six, 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 three, six, three. I was like, yeah, oh my God. 303 <laughs> days after his birthday. Oh, wow. So you've got your 33 there as well. It's it's it, it's so scripted. It, it's undeniably scripted, I would say. And let's say he was, was a real person. Let's just say he was. And he wasn't. The royal family wasn't illusion. If he, he he would have died a long time ago, and they have obviously waited for this date to release the information that he's died. This time around, the numbers it is the numbers to me that have stood out. There's the nines everywhere, and yeah, that, that it, it's it can't be a coincidence, you know. And it does. I think it's representing the illusion. So we're saying the royal family is an illusion, and then the numbers are coming out to match to match the illusion. So really, it's it's not really us saying that it's us saying it. it. It's 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 you know we wouldn't think this if they wouldn't make it so so put it in our face. So they're really saying it to us. I mean, a lot of what we're doing is like what I noticed uh, myself too. It's like we're like Eureka, and we have like a lot of people are saying that oh, like an awakening by mistake, and uh, you know, and I say like, are you sure it's a mistake? You know, um, I think they're giving us all of these things. Mm -hmm. And, and then we're sitting there thinking that we figured something out when really it's like they kind of knocked us over the head with a hammer with it. The numbers seem ridiculous. So, okay, so if, the, if we're going to take this kind of metaphor, they're, they're knocking us over the head with the hammer with the numbers, just like all of these things, it's it's showing us this is calculated and pre-coordinated and somehow pre-mapped out. What does it mean, though? What is, you know, what is what is King Philip's death really represent? Yeah, and we've had a lot of royal family thing this year, haven't we, like, with the Harry and Meghan, and it's, they've always they've been in the news in 2021 the whole way through. And I've seen a comment before about what if the building people up to turn against the royal family? Yep. And if they were to say do the Diana job on Meghan, for instance, and then oh. they make it about race, mm -hmm. it's building up to that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it could turn everybody against the royal family and it would give them a chance to have their great reset and present William and Kate, who are loved by everybody, you know, as wow. the new royal family. Yeah, I could totally see it. I mean, the, there's no coincidence that they're all on the world stage, just because Harriet and Meghan, using air quotes, have, you know, defected to the United States and given up their so-called royal duties. It just makes it more apparent that this whole realm is is where the action's taking place. It doesn't matter that they're no longer in this royal um, royal realm. And the fact that they were on Oprah, and I think it's all very, it's also Lucy because, it, and they're talking about all this dynamic racism within the, the British royal family, which is 
which I don't even believe that the royal family, I believe it's all a construct and these people don't really exist, but yes, it could be a mirror of society and society has racial tension, but this is all just designed to, to inflame those racial tensions through this very directed mirrored lens of royal family. And so they put all this shit on the royals, all these storylines, all these, I don't know, it's the, the way that they use the royal family to kind of sway public everything is very, is very interesting. And they don't even really have power, but they do. That's the part I don't really understand. Yeah. And they give you this image of that, the drinking out of golden cups and all this yeah. stuff, don't they? And oh, totally. Every, dripping in diamonds all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Literal golden yeah. cups. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it could be something. Me, I'm leaning towards it. It's like a reset for the royal family that they're looking for myself, like where they can be loved again, you know? Yeah. Murph, what do you think about the royals? No, I, th I think for the most part, a lot of the, the royal families that at least we see mm -hmm. are, uh, are like you said, more constructs and, and like stories, you know, fables to an extent. Um, I don't know. I don't think much about about the royals. I, I think, uh, I think if anything, I think that like the media and these the, the, the way that we're being shown these 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 events and these and these uh, uh, these narratives is like that they're trying to. Uh, if anything, not reinforce or or, or reintroduce them uh, as powerful entities, but to kind of almost show that they have no clothes uh, nice. with the government and with the royals. Um, my most recent conversation where I bounce things off with my quote-unquote normie people, and I, when I kind of step out of the, the, the Twitter tribe and, and kind of deal with regular people, <laughs> and for, for, for my friend who's probably listening to this, he's the regular person. Uh, which he probably, probably is proud of. Hi, regular friend, <laughs> regular person friend. He finds it very entertaining, but he's but he but he's not yet willing to uh, support any of our theories or anything like that. But but entertaining. He'll come around. Is it not not about the panda? Panda not. Not even the pandas. <laughs> that, that did that did not offend him. That did not offend him. The Good. Panda, okay. Good. Universal, universal language. But, but but this is the guy who like six months ago like didn't want to hear any of it. Who didn't mm -hmm. even find it slightly entertaining? Who wanted to like, get, like, who was trying to like reach out to my friends, trying to say that 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 they have an intervention for me, that I lost my mind. Oh, you know? We've all been there. We've all been I there, Murph. Hanging out with this person named Rambo. <laughs> Rambo <laughs> told me to say it. Rambo, what's wrong with this guy? He's lost his mind. <laughs> Talking about vibrations and stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another thing with the is the purple again all over if you type in what what does the color purple represent what are the chances that royal royal and magic yeah. you know it's like they are telling us royal magic and mystery speaking of royal magic and mystery oh my gosh real quick did you guys see that that mummy uh, parade the other day the ancient egyptian mummy parade that they had in egypt it was all purple all gold all and so, so i think that's pretty interesting that they had this like this historical moving of these mummies. And I think the Egyptian and their royalty, a mummy, these Egyptian royal mummies was like the original royalty of, of Egypt. That's kind of one of our earliest royal stories. So talk about royal fables. I don't think there was any mummies in those things. I think they were just doing a parade. And then when you come to think of it, like Prince Philip looked like a straight up mummy. Like what are the odds that they would have this mummy parade? And now Prince Philip's gonna have a very similar parade where they take his, he looked like a mummy and now he's inside of a casket and they're going to like parade him around. What are the odds that we got this ancient Egypt royal mummy parade and now we're going to have a current modern 
you know, mummy parade. Weird. A lot of it's weird. He's always a very strange character. The, the comments that he would always make. That, you know, oh, the, the virus comment. Well, the virus comments. He said, you know, that if, if you want to be, re you'd be reincarnated as a virus to kill all the all the all the poor people and stupid people, basically. Um, you know, that was one. That's that's one of them. And the other one where he he was went to China and and, and was speaking to British uh, exchange students mm -hmm. and said, you know, be careful not to come back slanty-eyed. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and then that then then the the, the infamous situation which the, the Q stuff got into. And I actually got into it at a time. And I actually sent this to, to the person who I was referring to as my, my regular friend who, who finds this entertaining about the British family, about the royal, uh, about the, the royal family going over to Canada and killing those, those kids. Oh, yes, you got the island, the, the human hunting games. Yeah, w w yes. which of course people believed, or I believed to be I believed real. It. Because of course the International Criminal Court, you know. Basically, ruled that the queen was guilty of hunting human children for sport. What's his name? Roger Allen Steele? Robert, Robert something mm -hmm. Steele. What's that guy's name? The one who did the Ollie investigation that was sharing all this Supposedly stuff. Supposedly he's like ex-CIA. Yeah. But he's of course it's Steele. Yeah. He's a YouTube channel, right? They're stealing our, br our brain cells. That's what they're doing. A lot of, he, he's probably very popular on Gab. Or, <laughs> Quite, I'm sure. Or on, on Parlor. Well, uh, like he's a rock star on Parlor. I think that the Royals are just really good. At, they're just energy. They're really good energy magnets. We're obsessed. We're obsessed with the Royals. They can make them evil over time. They always do. But yet they somehow also make them beloved. It's like they have to find this this balance within the character. We've talked about this with Tom Hanks, who's Hollywood royalty. He is both extraordinarily outmeasured in his adorate is his public adoration like people people just the, the public adores tom hanks but on the other side he turned into this like mysterious monster that was somehow connected to like the most extreme shadowy underworld that you could imagine seemingly very much so seemingly very much intertwined especially with that hot dog clock picture with him and gail and the black eye and oprah and oh boy speaking of oprah again with megan and <laughs> megan and harry I don't know. I think that there's something about the royal family that has always been this extraordinarily polarizing element. And that's why they're purple, because the polarizing colors are the extremes of the color spectrum. Red on one, ultra, you know, violet on the other, and violet is a shade of blue. It's not a, a shade of purple. So when you wrap those around, you get purple. And it's crazy how you get mystery. You get, you get it all, don't you? The mystery, the magic. Intrigue. Yeah. And they're untouchable, really. You know, they're untouchable. People love them. Love them. You, you need the mix of the adoration and the disdain to create the vortex and the emotion. Yes. Right? You need the positive and the negative. You, you want the romantic asshole. You want the mix. You don't want somebody who's just all one. Yep. Right? That, that Murph is the, is the personification of the yin-yang symbol. And I think we've talked about this. It represents swirling division. But it also represents that tiny blot of darkness in the light, in the tiny blot of light in the darkness, which makes you, you know, the lovable asshole or the, you know, the, the saint with the, 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 the spot of the center, you know, and it's, it's kind of like that represents that, that need to have both. I think it, it's, it, it represents the, it powers the, it powers the realm, like this dichotomy, this diversion, the swirling polarity, but you, you know, you keep coming back to this idea of vortex and vortices. Well, I just think I think 
everything takes place and everything moves in a vortex, whether it's horizontal or it's vertical. I mean, vertical, I mean, we all came out of a vagina. We all came out of you know, the uterus. I mean, call your mother. Great. Everyone call your mom. If you still have a, you still can't call your mom. That's your OG, OG vortex right there. They're that's all your OG there. matrix. Matrix means womb. I can't OG. say that enough. Yeah. OG matrix. That's mm -hmm. the, you know. Uh, Mater, M-A-T-R is, is, is mother, but womb, it also means womb. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, I, I just think, I just, it just, yeah. it, comes, come, it comes up everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, tornadoes, mm -hmm. um, you know, in nature, mimics mm -hmm. nature. Mm -hmm. um, we, ne we never really were taught properly kind of what, what a tornado was in school uh, and kind of the same similar and similar to, to lightning. You know, all of these things, lightning explains uh, electricity to, to, to a good extent, dem demystifies it. Tornadoes explain energy, you know, how it, how it operates, you know, and swirls and spirals, but we're never taught these things. We're given the Ben Franklin, like, you know, story, but we're not explained anything further and it's really us to kind of kind of the, the breadcrumbs are given that are put there but you know no one's going to put it together for us and i feel like we, a lot that we learn is from the movies i learned everything i know about tornadoes from that movie twister you know we, yeah, same. We, we all did and even in the movie i think a big part of the movie was about how we just don't get how they we just don't get it. And so they had to send those little balls up into the thing, you know, those, they had to build it. And that was like all about like reading the inside of the tornado because they were just so unknown and so mysterious on how they actually worked and what they did. But, but to your point, Murph, it's, we don't need to know how the tornado itself works. We just need to comprehend that tornadoes are showing us how something much bigger works. You know I mean, I mean? Understand the word, understand nature metaphorically, mm -hmm. uh, and and and, uh, and and that kind of way, which, which isn't which isn't really taught in the school. Wild, right? No, the public education system does not is not intended or designed to yield an educated public. Well, higher education, I don't think I really either. <laughs> you got to be smoking. You got to be smoking something pretty good to think you're gonna. <laughs> There are kids, there are kids, eighteen-year-old kids on Twitter that are that are twice as intelligent as 40 40-year-old university professors that I know personally. Yeah. And, not, and it's not a question of like they're intelligent, more intelligent than the other person. You know, the person who might be the university professor might be, you know, more intelligent per se. But in terms of intuition, they don't have anything. They're yeah. so lost, so lost. I heard something recently that IQ is not a measurement of your intelligence, but rather it's a measurement of your ability to adapt and comprehend new, new inputs and connect them to existing patterns that you have learned. So basically your ability to, to recognize patterns within information. Instead of like knowing everything, maybe it's more important to like have a have like an encyclopedic understanding of what you do know and like start to see patterns within it. Cause some people are kind of just blind to the patterns that are existing everywhere. I don't know, something about patterns. What would you, if you, to a large extent, what people choose to put their attention to, you get lost in so many different things. It's a question of filter as to what, you know, in, in the beginning when I was on Twitter and I first started getting into everything, like I literally retweeted everyone's comments, you know? And because I couldn't really separate, I couldn't, I didn't have a proper framework in which to discriminate what 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 I should, you know, what I should focus on, mm. and and what a really great comment was as opposed to what kind of okay comment was. 
Mm-hmm. And, and now the moment I feel it, I don't even think anymore as to, oh, like I'm going to like hurt somebody's feelings because I didn't, I didn't, because I, I, I didn't think that somebody else's comment was as good as this one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. This one's good. I don't care if it's a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really take care of an anime kid. The anime kid yeah. just, just said something better than, than I could even come up with. You know? I think that's the beauty of Twitter. It kind of, it, it, it really is an evening, a leveling, a flattening of the, the playing field of the plane. A perfect, perfect example is that Phoenix Rising. Yeah. On the last podcast, I was like, he, she, it, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I got a direct message, you know, I was like, by the way, it's, I'm a woman, you know? <laughs> I love I, it. It seemed kind of masculine, actually, but, but she said that herself. So I'm not saying anything to, you know, Phoenix, you said it yourself. Mm-hmm. So the majority, before I started doing a lot of podcasts, the majority of people thought human vibration, actually, people still do think human vibration is male until they, but I'm starting to kind of break out of that. I'm starting to be more feminine with human vibration, I guess. But I, you know, I like that. I like that Twitter is genderless. I like it. I like that you can get, yeah, anyway. When you go off Twitter, like, do you, can you speak to anyone about these things without like giving you that crazy look? Cause I, I sometimes try and try and just talk about stuff. And it's just where I'm just completely forgetting that I, I, I can say what you want on Twitter. And then I'm saying it to people who know and they're like, Mm, no, I have to be pretty I mean, careful. I, have to be, I don't start with John Bonet. That's for sure. <laughs> no. In the real world, I started with John Bonet on Twitter. She was my first. She was my out straight out the gate, John Bonet. But I do not. If I'm talking with someone, if I'm discussing these types of things, IRL. As I've started to do more and more, as I've gotten more comfortable talking about this type of stuff, and these conversations, these kind of dice, open dialogues, actually, you know, just really help. But I've noticed that I start with. I, I talk about purples and then I talk about systems being fake. You know, I don't talk about people being fake. I just talk more about systems being fake. Cause we can, we can all kind of get on, get on that. We can all kind of comprehend that money's, even though it's real and our mortgage is real and I, if I don't, you know, whatever. And if I don't pay rent or whatever, I'm going to get kicked out. So money's real, but the actual paper in my pocket, if I hold up a hundred dollar bill and hold up a $1 bill and I light them both on fire, there's nothing special about the, hundred dollar bill, you know, and, and we can kind of like come to an agreement that these things are illusions that we share. And I feel like that's a nice starting point is just comprehending that there are certain things in our world that are very important, but they may not be true. They may not be authentic. They, they could be representing a thing, but they may not be the true thing. And starting at that, starting with that, I feel like I've had some cool conversations just starting at that level and then kind of talking about corona you know i feel like more more people are opening up to the idea that there isn't a deadly global virus ravaging our world where people are dying in the streets and we can kind of talk about that narrative a bit like hey remember when they were telling us that you remember a year ago when we were being told that people were dying in the street in wuhan china and that this whole thing was going to like (laughs) kill everyone you know and that never happened and anyway i feel like i feel like uh, I'm still learning how to how to how to be human vibration in the real world, but there's lots of little things that I feel are 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 not just not just interesting and fun to talk about, but actually could be quite illuminating and lead to bigger discussions down the road, little by little. COVID's always a good place to start with anybody, I think. Yeah. Like, and that's always you can test the waters with some people if they think it's real and they'll still go there with the stuff I think about Twitter, like what I write on Twitter and stuff. I always ask, what do you think about COVID? Do you know, <sighs> and get the feel for it before I start going, pandas don't exist and whatnot. 
It's like it still exist. And then I always like like I said to somebody the other day about the Manchester bomber knew this there was shot, so they couldn't believe I actually said that that didn't happen. Like so I went wow. I went from not to hundred in a, in like a minute from COVID to nobody died in the in the Manchester bomb. Oh, <laughs> Got man. carried away. With yeah, zero to sixty real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been there. I've I've definitely been there. We're all and it's that moment where it's that moment when you realize that you are living in a in a totally different world of reality, that there are multiverses happening. There are layered universes happening right now. There are layered realities where we can share this realm, but my reality is so, my my perception of reality, my comprehension of this world around me, my uh, behaviors within it, and the way that everything, the, my, everything that's within my consciousness somehow can be completely separate and not just separate, but totally different. And, and opposite than somebody else. It's kind of wild. And we can still exist in the same realm and be receiving the same information. Very odd. Very odd. It is. It is. It, it definitely multiple realities going on, definitely. Yeah. With the virus shows it really, doesn't it? That, that really shows it. And then the vaccine, that's showing there's two different realities going on. One's that one, it, one's that don't. Joe. And speaking of the vaccine, it's been more and more in the news recently about these blood clots and stuff like that. It's like it's slowly coming, this vaccine, the vaccine hoax, let's call it. You can see it building up, so that's what's coming next, the vaccine pandemic. I think so too. We've been, we've been kicking that idea around over the past few episodes about the vaccine, the next story. But people believe it, like in the conspiracy world. Oh, somebody, like we said last time, they've, they've died. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got blood clots off the vaccine, but they're saying that the virus is fake. You know, there's a lot of that that going yeah. on, I think, as well. But the, this Oxford one, this the, they're stopping that one, aren't they, now due to the, the... Have they put it on the hold or something like that? Yeah. It's like the swinging of the pendulum you know mm, yeah. just keeping everybody hypnotized into the storage you know it's wow yeah yeah that goes back to the hypnotization rambo that goes right back to what murph was saying with the uh the pendulum swinging does create if you look at like a pendulum uh actually chaos if you look at what pendulum represents chaos a swinging pendulum yeah while everything else has been going on as well, in the background, there's still the George Floyd story building up, building up. Oh, there's yeah. new footage now that mm -hmm. shows the policeman wasn't actually on his neck. Do you know? What? Yeah, there's Wait, a new what? footage of that he was actually on his shoulder and he wasn't <gasps> on his neck. And it was how the camera was, the camera angle was where we could see it on his neck. And it clearly shows he's not on his neck. Oh, my. So, that's that's just bubbling away in the background that's truth in plain sight right there telling us that everything we see is a manipulation of the vantage point is is up to the the angle if we're just seeing everything through the through the wrong viewfinder they show us everything through the wrong viewfinder so we spent a whole year in riotous uproar about being on the neck of another human being and asphyxiating through eight minutes and 46 seconds on his neck. And now they're, that is all just poof, it's gone because of because of In this the New York headlines, the New wow. York Times headlines, they was 
does it matter that he was on his shoulder versus his neck? Does it really matter that Chauvin was on his shoulder? Well, it certainly did a year ago. It certainly Oh, did yeah, yeah. Ago. They made a uh, whole documentary that, called mm. 8 Minutes 46 on his neck. <laughs> and you know it go we have to eight minutes 46 that's a very significant that's a very significant that's when the the plane hit the, the twin tower eight eight forty six eight minutes 46 like there's that number finds its way you talked about 369 you know earlier 846 i feel like it's just as much keeps showing up just as much something something to that i don't know Add up to eighteen, which is which is divided by three is six, six. So it's six, six, six. Oh boy, there you go, there you go. But it could be the six, 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 or it could just be again the nine again. Oh yeah, back to the nine. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, which is the, again this nine, then six, and swirling back to the, the yin yang. Right yin yang kind of looks like a six and a nine. Oh my goodness. What else? Is it's on? a lot of. For the, we had DMX, didn't we? Like, so that, oh, like, DMX! Yes, he died too today, today. right? Yeah, and didn't he have his vaccine not too long ago? That they're writing that into all the stories. All the stories have included that little tidbit prominently, usually they're at the beginning the seed, of the story. They? They're, they're definitely they really missing, yeah. And knowing all of the pharmaceuticals that DMX has been involved with in his lifetime, I think it's ironic that they're trying to pin this on a vaccine. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think that he's had it. He's OD'd a million times. I don't think that the vaccine's gonna get him. You know? No. What else? What else did you say? What else did you say, Rambo? Um, the Marvin Agler, the boxer, he died of it a couple of weeks ago. He died, and they said, mm -hmm. "Oh, it was after the vaccine." It's like the the death of bringing someone up with a vaccine. You can see it coming, can't you? Wow. I'm scrolling through this DMX little memorial on Twitter, and all of his videos look like a, a, a simulated face. They're all purple. They're all, all purple. Well, first of all, they're all purple. Yeah, 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 for sure. All purple. But something about the face isn't quite sitting right to me. It looks like it's it looks like it's separate from the body, kind of like floating in space over the. And he was in hospital. Was it like six days? Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, DMX and that, mm. and you, yeah, and the boxer. Hmm. So people are dying off. There seems to be seems to be like a, a well. They, don't they say people die in threes? That's kind of been I've heard that before. That that deaths that deaths come in three. I feel like that that's. But I feel like there's death a lot oh, more happening than just three. And do you remember back when uh, that was something we since like the last week the, the police bam ready ram raided the the policeman that guy the terrorist attack on. In Washington. Oh gosh, there's so many things. The that, yeah. Over. They yeah, just, the yeah, that story Noah disappeared. Green. Noah <laughs> Green. Noah Green, like with the Evergreen, and yes. it's just like, and the Noah is like the ship. The ship. The Noah's. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So another <laughs> another green ship. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I feel like that story kind of got buried. I feel like that should yeah, have been. I feel like it's so strange. I feel like if stories just don't hit a certain limit like if our louche doesn't spike to a certain point they just drop the story because they're like no like everard what else. happened what happened to her do you know it was a big everard, i it. know sarah everard <laughs> just completely completely disappeared they're gonna bring her back 
in, in an incredible, extraordinary way, I think, and it's going to be like this bomb, but they're going to, I think they're keeping it quiet because they're going to bring it back with some really loosey detail. Yeah, because they've not mentioned how it happened, why it was her, Mm-mm. not even if they've had a funeral, you know, and after all the public attention, you would have thought we would have seen something about the funeral, you know, if it had happened. Yeah. No, it didn't seem to happen. There's no one I've been, to bury. I've been keeping eye out for that. I've been keeping a watch for her, and they have not posted any more, any more news stories about her, any more updates. It's been really interesting. But in a way that that's also done on purpose to to to, to maximize the, the the loose effect from the story, because because then it almost solidifies that that the situation was like real and tragic, because then people say, oh, you know. What happened to the Sarah Everhart, Everhart lady? And and people and women will say, "Oh, look at how important we are in society." People people forget about our existence when in reality the story never even happened, and the woman didn't even die. Right. You know? So it's like another layer of almost making it seem real in people's minds. And and right. and what's real? What's crazy? The crazy thing about it is that that, that the story never even really took place. Um, it's, it's the same thing right. with Ashley Babbitt. Right. Yes. Yeah, the, well, the one the death from the the only death from the the January sixth Capitol insurgents. Correct. Yeah. Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Her picture looked her pictures were purple and pink in her first picture that was released to the public, and her eyes were hexagonal. She did not look real. That woman did not exist. Ashley Babbitt, and it was spelled in a way that is unreal. You know, a weird spelling, which is something we talk about with these vic- victims, these simulated victims that don't exist. They usually have some sort of weird spelling. Her, you know, there was nothing going on. And the on family, the they always have, she had their Twitter account as well. They always have the Twitter account mm-hmm. set up for them, don't they? So mm-hmm. that when people are saying they're not real, they've got a full history of tweets and stuff, okay. you know. <laughs> that would happen with the, the videos maybe about a month ago, not a month ago, a few months ago when, when, when a lot of the videos were circulating of people, you know, having, um, having bad reactions from the vaccine and everything. Mm-hmm. And and I'd say, why do you think this is real? And people would literally, people would seriously reply back saying, well, I found it on Facebook. Right. It's the person's real account on Facebook. It's like, what? Really? Like Facebook? That's the, that's the source? <laughs> do you think Facebook was created for this? Yes. Facebook, I mean, literally t- 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 2000, what, 2004. In 2004, so, so literally three years. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Google was introduced in 1999. Within two years of, of not, uh, you know, before, before 9-11, two years before 9-11, Google, Google comes out. So it's mm-hmm. a way that people can kind of find out like, oh, you know, what happened with this 9-11 stuff? And, and they'll, look, they'll look through online to get their information as opposed to, you know, I guess the way people always find out that information. And then, mm-hmm. you know, three years later, you have um, Facebook. So it's, I look at it as like Google is kind of the way that people will interpret the world. Like, mm-hmm. like and, and Facebook is how people interpret interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. uh you know how people deal with each other on a per- more personal level not on a, a global i don't want to use the word global because certain people get really triggered by that word nowadays mm-hmm. uh which is ironic because think about it about a year ago if somebody told me someone would be triggered by you know somebody say global the opposite would have been true that people are triggered when somebody brings up somebody talking about flat earth mm-hmm. so in a way we've had we, i think i truly think we've had a great reset it just probably just just yeah. just a lot of people aren't uh, realizing it yet. I feel it. I feel like there's been a leveling up, a lot of consciousness in, in some way. And that I feel like is the result of a reset of energy. I feel like there was kind of a 
polar shift. I mean, I had a polar shift in my brain and in, in my in my understanding of the world. I had an internal sea, like a tide change within myself where I saw the way the world one way. And then almost almost within an instant, I I, I was able to, to to visualize and understand and comprehend the world, same world, same information, just a totally new lens through which to see. Yeah, it's like to refresh us all. Maybe a good good thing to re refresh everybody, you know, and clear the air because there's like a lot of tension in in the world, and it could be this is like playing the good guy here that it could be that it was all done to like kind of bring society together kind of thing even though they're calling it do you know what i mean like a yeah. separate like six foot apart and all that stuff but then when they yeah. do lift they may lift this reset and everyone like kind of respects everything again you know respects the world yeah i do know a lot of people had their best life in 2020 you know it, that being able to i did i had a great be, time yes i i've heard respect to anybody that had a hard time financially personally you know being stuck with your loved one if you're having a hard time with your loved one i bet that wasn't very fun you know or you know having to school take over a the the take over the job of the public education system certainly not a good time <laughs> a lot of hardships but i have heard from from a, a remarkable number number of people that I've spoken to that used that reset of all systems, you know, all the things that usually held their life together were suddenly gone and they were able to, to do something different and significant with the time and come out in a way that was almost like a new, like a rebirth. And again, it's how you view it. It's your, it's your state of mind again, really, because if you're seeing yeah. it as a negative thing, it'll be negative, you know, yeah. you can, I can see how it looked really negative. To be honest with you, it does look not great, doesn't it? When they say the great reset and you're seeing all these things changing around as in like nothing's changing, but these pe people are listening to the rules basically and believing it. call it something scary so that we think it's something scary. Definitely, because really it's only on our belief that we're believing they have some sort of power and they can tell us what it's the illusion that we're be believing in them people, do you know? Mm -hmm. that aren't that's characters really on the world stage okay speaking of characters on the world stage i'm glad you brought that up the great reset is kind of the brainchild of that klaus schwab guy what's his name klaus klaus schwab the evil doctor he is such an evil villain he's such a boogeyman i mean he is <laughs> such a he is a Scooby-Doo style evil villain that I just want to rip his mask off at the end of the episode, you know, even his name, Klaus Schwab, you know, and he is the founder of the World Economic Forum, correct? I feel like that uh, that's his, whether he was, or he's yeah. the head of it. He's the head of the really World Economic Forum. Founder. And, you know, everything I see from the World Economic Forum, it always looks fake. All these meetings that they trickle out to the public, it always looks pretty digital. That aside, the, the World Economic Forum is responsible for the Great Reset language, correct? Like it's, yes. it's coming from up top, right? This isn't like a conspiracy word. This is a real term, quote unquote, that we're getting from these, quote unquote, real leaders, the World, the world Economic Forum. He, he actually wrote a book called The Great Reset. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. He, oh, he wow. So he did coin it. I mean, this is his thing. He did, he did wow. coin it, but, 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 but for the sake of for the sake of conversation, we're saying he did it. But yeah. in reality, there is no Klaus Schwab. 
right? No, right. Yes. I mean, it's, it is such a villain. They had to create a character to pin, to, to pin this idea on, you know, it looks like like Francois Hollande, the ex-president of of, of France, spitting image actually. I think he looks like Would Tom you say Hanks a, a template? A template. Oh, he does look like Tom Hanks, kind of. No, I, I think I think it's the same person. Templates. Hashtag. Human vibration. And and, and and guess what? And World Economic Forum was created exactly uh, when Klaus Schwab was thirty-three years old. Oh, oh. really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> of course it was. For, he, for his thirty-third birthday, he gifted himself the World Economic Forum. It's a crazy story. It's, it's it's a story of some guy in Germany or whatever who who, who went to university, got about maybe 20, 20 different doctorate uh, degrees mm-hmm. in all these different subjects, and then uh, petitioned the, the government to create a uh, a consortium or something, a, a public-private uh, group to, to foster uh, European uh, you know European trade and, and ideas. And, and and granted him a license to create this World Economic Forum. It, 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 the story brilliant. makes absolutely zero sense. It's brilliant though. It's brilliant in how the public will accept a public partner, public private partnership, you know? That's, that's what Bill Gates, how does, the, how does the government gain more power? By creating a fake public person to give power to, and now the government has more power because Locked the government- up, up, up. Rockefeller, the same thing with Rockefellers. hundred percent. Because also, it's layers of, of these different groups. Because you have the World Economic Forum puts out the, the Great Reset information, mm-hmm. and but and people who might be skeptical about the World Economic Forum will say, "Are you kidding me?" The, the guy Klaus Schwab, the guy who speaks like the the Gestapo officer. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I mean, the, the thickest German accent you've ever heard in your life. It's. it's not- the COVID nineteen, the COVID nineteen crisis. COVID nineteen, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Nobody speaks like that. Nobody speaks like that. But then, if you question it, at least after Strange Love, I feel like everyone's accent was along Klaus's level. Yeah, it, it's very. It, it, it's actually, people love that kind of villain, though, don't they? They love that kind of villain. Classic, absolute classic, classic villain. And 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 people who people, uh, you know, even still now, but more so before. Um, would say that oh you know it's definitely real because the the uh, the Rockefeller Foundation published their operation a lockstep. Yeah, you know, I read all that thinking like I'm onto it. Do you know? Yes, isn't it ridiculous that they put that stuff out there and we think it's real, but it's really just it's it's so put brilliant. It's really just put put out there for as like a bear trap, an intellectual bear trap. The more we dig in. The tighter research, research. Yeah, the more we research, once once we're in the trap, the more we move around in the trap, the tighter the trap gets. It's an intellectual bear trap for the mind. It's brilliant, you know. And then I did the same thing with the with the WikiLeaks emails. I probably read every single one of them emails. Honestly, I probably did. You know, with my I'm such a curious person. I remember staying up till four o'clock in the morning doing targeted searches within those Podesta emails. God, what a... It's just there for you, everything. It's, to get lost You're in. supposed to find it's like a maze yeah. to get to the dead end when you get there. Yeah, I think so. You, you know, no light down a rabbit hole. There's, I think our curiosity is our most precious resource. Our focused, our curious, focused attention, our childlike, unbiased curiosity is, is so powerful that I think they find ways to hijack it. I think they find ways to steal it. 
they're like, well, let's, let's, let's just, you know, they have to like point us in the wrong direction. They literally just like turn us around and push us in the opposite direction that we are naturally inclined to go to and then just make the path so like brilliantly, blindingly like fascinating that we never even look behind us and go, wait a second, I'm, <laughs> I'm headed in the wrong direction. Well, it also it, it discourages people from asking certain asking questions, thinking that they're going to look stupid, um, or or like a cheese ball. To thinking, yes. I mean, just recently we're trying to like we're talking uh, some of the people who are, are interested in mercury and the free energy issue uh, of what we kind of research all, all the time, and we've done doing it for months uh -huh. uh, with ether and energy and and uh, basically we all came to the came to the idea of maybe trying to apply some of the stuff we did and, and and there's there's websites that sell like little tesla coils you can make yourself and everything so we're trying to do it ourselves but i mean just in terms of like we're thinking about ether and ether being water like basically like we're like we're fish and and air i mean what is air but really water vapor right mm -hmm. so it makes sense that, that 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 we are fish in a way um but, but That's jesus that. is per portrayed as a fish so we're trying to figure out where like we'll, i was thinking about it and i thought well okay so water is h2o right yes what is h2o and and marsha ramallo the one who the the, the brilliant um Looks like Mickey Mouse. Re researcher who did the work on the tartaria stuff who the videos that got me all crazy mm -hmm. and like i've been pushing her work for a while because because i love the stuff that she talks about ether and energy and the architecture keying into how, the, how they did electricity but anyway so h2o if, if you boil water which is h2o it turns into water vapor water vapor you know oxygen so it's oxygen but in the midst there what happened to the h where did the hydrogen go yeah where did the hydrogen go it's still there but 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 if you but if you look at the from from like the stuff we learn in school they don't they don't it, it they don't acknowledge it they don't acknowledge so the they don't acknowledge go into the aether and power i mean hydrogen's hydrogen is ether that oh, that's Mar that's Marsha's theory. Marsha's theory. That's a great is theory. They I can't believe we never. And I can't believe we never even thought of this. Where does the H go? Excuse me. Where'd the H go? Can you imagine <laughs> I keep asking that? The teacher's there, like, uh, abort, three, abort, abort mission. It was three thirty in the morning, and I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to embarrass myself so badly by asking this question because if this is like a question that I should have figured out by the time I was in third grade. So I was like, screw it. I just went on there and just I threw out a bunch of emojis so I could have plausible deniability. Like I was just joking. I'm like, I'm like, guys, check this out. You boil the water. Where's the H go? What's up with the H? And so I added a bunch of my emojis at the end. But the next day, some really smart guy was like, actually, the, the hydrogen is still there. It just they don't really account for it. Oh my God. So it wasn't a stupid question, in other words. You know, I feel like that is a bit of the childlike wonder, the childlike curiosity. A kid, I feel like a kid would ask that question, but that's, but I'm not, it's not a dig. It's actually, it's an applaud. It's an applaud to your ability to return to that sense of, of, of observation. Uh, kid, kid magic relies on, on curiosity based on the observable world. We're observing this world. It's new and fresh. And so as a kid, you're not like burdened and tethered by all these facts and figures you have about, you know, quote unquote, about the world. You're just observing and you're taking in things as you see them and you're making these judgment calls based on observation. And so I think for you now, I feel like all of us, Rambo, myself, you, Murph, I feel like we are all kind of returning to this 
beautiful state actually everyone in this in this crew i feel like i'm really noticing this kind of like this playfulness but with that chat with like the, a return to like play a return to, to play with knowledge but to play with ideas to play with our understanding of the world to 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 build things to build to play in the sandbox and build these these structures based on our observations and and what's around i don't know i think it's really interesting it's like a, it, it's kid magic it's it's cool uh, and so you're i think twitter facilitates it because people are like I said before the generalist thing the the, the age the, it basically takes people off of these social the social labels yeah and we can just run around together and play and run free we can run wild and free in this field this wide open field but if you probably took all of these people right including myself and took away the avatars and gave them the real names and and their real social you know for lack of a better phrase social status all that kind of where they're from where they, you know what what country what religion all these kinds of different social things and put them all in a room together everybody would be so self-conscious they wouldn't talk about what they really want to talk about they'd have typical typical boring cocktail party bullshit. no if we knew it was us if, if no, we, what i'm saying is oh you're just, right if we were our 3d selves if we didn't if we never if we never knew each other through the lens of of twitter through whatever you knew my real name i knew your real name we just talk about oh what's going on in the, the, the politics these days trying to impress each other with how intelligent we were but we wouldn't really talk about anything you're right you're right, and that's what makes the "quote unquote" real real world kind of kind of lame sometimes. You know, I, I feel I have the most fun on Twitter. I have the most fun through these social mediums. I have the most, you know, in depth conversations without ever speaking to people, without ever. Yeah, it's crazy. I think we, I think, I think we've been forced to to, to very seriously reevaluate what we define as real. I mean, that, yeah. that's an understatement, especially considering what we talk about all the time. And human connection with all this distancing, yeah. But even, but even with the Twitter stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. I I used to look at it like, man, I shouldn't spend so much time on this stuff because I look like, uh, you know, whatever. But 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 why should you be embarrassed about something that is actually more real than what people like call real life? I don't think I don't think I don't think so. Yeah. Another part of the Great Reset that could be again the reset of the mind. So some people reset to the new program and others reset back to the original, <laughs> original state. Hmm, that's really interesting. That's like, um, that's, you know, that makes it, it's kind of like Westworld, <laughs> you know, it's like the program is like, you just start over every day. They kind of start at square one every, and they don't remember anything. <sighs> You know, when we look back on this time, when we look back on 2020, let's say 20 years from now, and we've, we've kind of kicked around this idea, but what are they going to talk about? How are they going to remember this time? Are we going to be able to make a make an impact or wave that will keep the few protect the future somehow from this deception? You know, because if not in, in 20 or 50 years, the history books are going to write about COVID as the worst this the worst global pandemic ever you know they're going to write about it like they did the 19, 19 you know the spanish flu yeah they'll be learning about it in school the kids in 20 years time and they will only see the textbooks and the pictures of graveyards Mass, all and stuff. the bad pictures all of the very loosey imagery which is the only thing that gets shaken out through history the only thing that seems to make it through the you know, the, the, the sensors, make it through yeah, the sensors. The sensors exactly. And you'll give someone's personal account of, this, of a story, won't they, as well? You'll yeah. learn about a character that 
during coronavirus, what they went through and it'll be their story. Yes. We'll be given an Anne Frank of coronavirus. Guarantee you. Some, some, just, just like Anne Frank represents the entire Holocaust. She was a character to, to continue the introduction of this entire universe, the universe of, of this whole World War II theater. She was a character created to continue that through time, to guarantee that school children would, would be introduced to this thing through this character. That's my take on, on Anne Frank. And even her name, Frank, which means the truth, which I think is an inversion, or, or not Frank, it doesn't mean the truth, it just means direct. But um, <laughs> anyway, and Anne means not, oh fuck. Sorry, Anne Frank <laughs> means not truthful or not direct. Anne is an anti, Frank is a director. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. That's good. That's I, just, good. I just human vibrationed myself. That's so <laughs> weird. That's so weird. I was about to say you out human vibration yourself, and then you just said that. Seriously. Y'all, we're vibing. We're vibing. We're vibing. <laughs> well, I think this is as good a time as any to take a quick break. <laughs> yeah. all right this is good let's let's uh, let's lighten it up let's lighten it up on the next on the next half y'all this has been fun though this has been fun okay we'll be right back feeling feeling great i love i love that it's friday <laughs> i love fridays oh yeah yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, a nice um, chilled out night tonight. And I'm on the, um, the wrong walk podcast on Sunday. Oh, you're going to record with the wrong walk? Looking forward to that, yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. He is great. He asked some really good questions. Because I had to cancel last week and I said to him, I bet by the end of next week, we've got a good psyop to talk about. Yeah. And then there it is. We've got you have it. multiples. You have it, multiples. It came off. But George Floyd wants staying with me at the minute is that the, what's going to happen when they say the policeman is not guilty of anything riots because that's what i feel is coming is that the, yeah. yeah that's what they feel like they're heading with that and then they drop in the royal family race thing it's, it's the big racial pot being stirred it could right. be right yes exactly with megan and and that's i mean it's she, there it's there it's been there. set up into it i could just it's something that's standing out to me in the background of this new video evidence now it's like the part in the seat that is not done it he's going to get away with it and the, the, i feel that too i definitely feel that i definitely feel that and the end go riot stuff where it's all fake and they're not there's nobody absolutely out rioting. Yes, we're going to see a bunch of TikTok riots. We're going to see a bunch of TikTok. I think it's going to be very similar to what happened during the Black Lives Matter riot and protests. I feel like they shut things down. Cities were really shut down and blockaded. And where they had the most violence, it was places that the public really couldn't go. You know, they all like a lot of the Antifa violence back then, I, it was all manufactured. And then you wonder, you can't, don't know anybody who actually knows anybody who attended one of these right. riots. But and, the public can get BLM just broken. close enough. I, I met someone recently who had a friend who was at, in D.C. on the Capitol, on the January 6th insurgents. But they didn't get, they didn't get in, you know, they weren't, they weren't one of the ones that went in. And I was like, well, you know, I bet there is, the public can get just close enough. You know, to, to feel 
like they're part of it, but they'll never be on the inside. And that actually reminds me of speaking of the royal family and the royal family weddings and deaths and you know when Diana died. I mean, I feel like there's all these events where you seem to get close to the queen and she appears on TV to be shaking hands with people that are front row. But I bet the real public is never like is never able to ever, ever get close enough to actually see the queen. And I think that goes for every member every member of the family they've all got a double that we think is that person in public and it goes back to them not them being like a cover for whatever's behind and they're all the attention everybody knows who the royal family is and i don't think there's anything behind them i think that that's the thing i think not only does the emperor have no clothes i think the emperor does not exist the guy behind the curtain, it's, that's what I'm kind of feeling like. The... Yes, a projection. So the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, the whole, all of royalty, I believe that the, 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 the major monarch that we have, that we have experienced and we've been, you know, we've been told through our storybooks and all through our fables, even as we talked earlier, even about the Egyptian monarch, I mean, that was like kings and queens of Egypt and rulers and I feel like all of it is a construct to a make us believe that there are these these um, divinely ruling entities that does that from birth are, are deserve to be in these roles and that's just the way it is and there's nothing that we could do to question it because that's just the way it is. I feel like it's important that we get told that it's important that we get told. Well, that's just the way it is. You know, like, well, why is the royal family? What do they do? Like, what do they do? It's like, oh, well, nothing. Any, you know, they don't do anything anymore. And it's like they don't have any role in parliament. They don't have any jurisdiction over really anything. But well, why do we still have them? Oh, it's symbolic. Yeah, it's sim something. It's sim sim. Definitely. Yeah, it's a sim. <laughs> you got that simper right. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Weird. Very strange. I love it though. I love how. I love how Lucy and, and fun it is and celebrity gossipy. They're an ongoing reality yeah. TV show like the Kardashians, aren't they? Diana. Diana was fascinating. I mean, I've been looking at pictures of Diana more and more because we talked about it on a previous podcast and she really is. She's, I mean, she was designed to just, just be that doe-eyed, innocent, you know, just be, just just thing of beauty, ethereal love and beauty. But she was also throwing herself down the stairs trying to kill her child. You know, like there's these weird dichotomy stories. With everything I see with Diana, every, every comment about that always seems to be that, oh, she was going to tell on them all or she was about to. There, she's going to expose them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that's that's kind of what you get when you point any of these things out, you know. Right. And also the Muslim element that she was supposedly um, that she was supposedly pregnant with a child with a Muslim with a Muslim baby. And for some reason, that would be like the biggest no, no, the royal family had ever seen, even though there would be absolutely no claim to the royal throne because she's not in success, which was like the weirdest thing. Then it's the same as the the, the Meghan and Harry thing, though. It's a a template of the whole thing. Talking about templates, they have a template for a suicide, a terrorist, don't they, really? And the template is just an Asian guy with a big beard on every single time. It's That's what they do. It's Dark-skinned. Oh, no. With a big beard, and that's your terrorist. It's a template. Dark skin, thick beard. Subconscious yeah. mind. 
image uh-huh. of a terrorist terrorist kind of ch- to, to your point but kind of changing gears i remember when i took a fresh look at the 9-11 terrorists you know when i actually looked back at all of their pictures again it was like it was it was it was weird how obvious how obviously digital they were how obviously unreal their faces were like like noticeably bad noticeably unreal all of them had like just weird anomalies some of their eyes were pointing in different directions like there was just there were some weird glitches in the matrix in the matrix that day you know like with yeah, and didn't they use like james woods in that <laughs> in that story yes he was a big part and whatever happened to him yeah, he's kind of vanished off Twitter. Oh, yeah. He, he got kicked over. off Twitter. He got famously kicked off Twitter, but I I, don't, I can't remember. He was about to get on the 9-11 plane or... He's oh, that's right. Or okay. something like that. Yes, 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 yes. Also, Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on a 9-11 plane, a 9/11 plane that morning. Also, um, what's his name? Marky Mark? What's his name? Uh, yeah, oh... He was his name? Mark, Wahlberg. Mark. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Mark Mark. Yes, he was also supposed to be on a plane. Uh, it, just, it just makes it all real, doesn't it? Yeah, it really makes does. it seemingly, seemingly all real. Well, I remember when, like, James Wood, speaking of him, he was really big on Twitter, wasn't he? And he was, like, huge, really popular. He's probably uh-huh. on Gab now. <laughs> was he a Republican truther? Was he, like, a QAnon truther? Yeah, he was so yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he dropped a few Q and on about like, Hillary, things. right? I feel like he yeah. did a lot of stuff about Anthony Bourdain. We talked about that last episode. I feel like James Woods, yeah, around that time, he and was, everyone's yeah. forgetting that he's actually a Hollywood actor. Do you know, that's the totally. thing that that's forgotten. Yeah, and he made but, it. Speaking of Seth MacFarlane as well, James Woods and Seth MacFarlane are connected because James Woods had that you know, that role on Family Guy. That was a big part of it. Family Guy's, you know, Seth's. Seth MacFarlane's, you know, breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he looks like he's wearing that, like, a mask. Seth MacFarlane yeah, always looks like definitely. he's wearing a mask, but a character. What a weird looking guy. Yeah, definitely. And there's a guy, um, I can't, I'm trying to think of his name, and he's 100% wearing a mask. He, he's like a governor or something in America. Oh, look who it is. Hey, Murph. What's up? We were just talking about our favorite subject, men in masks. Oh. <laughs> Here's something that. What do you guys think? I, I, I done a post the other day about Joe Biden next to a mask. And then I got a comment about, no, they're all clones. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're all clones. What do you guys think of clones? I, I think everything we are told about cloning technology and also gene editing technology like CRISPR, I kind of all put it in the same category of science fiction. I think the, I think the human spark and the human experience is actually quite special. And I think that the, the most they can do is take an egg out of the body and a sperm out of the body and make a baby that way. I, I, I don't believe we can mess with what makes humans human. I'm and with I, you on that one. I just I don't, don't think, think we can. can. And I think they want us to believe we can be recreated and recalibrated and re all this stuff with CRISPR. And I, th- I think that there's there's a lot of misinformation. I think just it's a lot of it's science fiction. Yeah, all this cloning of sheep and stuff. They're telling us that so we can then believe. Well, yeah, they can clone sheep or they can clone dogs and stuff like that. And a lot of animals are man-made, as we know. So, like, that's that's where I said last week, is the monkey the closest they could get? 
Well, that is interesting if they were able to, to create, I mean, what if a monkey is a, is a man and a bear? Oh my God. Okay. Yes, yes. okay, we're delete. delete. <laughs> very, very weird image. Very weird image. Delete all of this. next. <laughs> no, no, it almost worked. <laughs> okay, all right, starting back up. Where were we? And we're not starting back up with man, monkey, and bear. <laughs> To your point, to, back to back to the, whatever point we were trying to make. Rambo, I think that, you're right. About cloning animals and like having the power to clone. I think it's a mixing of, I think that just like, just like um, flowers, we get new species of flowers by mixing, a, 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 mixing existing flowers with other flowers. Like we can cross pollinate. I think cross pollination with like enough kind is totally doable. I don't believe this splicing and dicing and creation from, the th I just don't believe that's all. I think that's they don't need to do it. I don't think, and there's mm -hmm. more. They can do more with the screen digital clone, can't they? Really, they can. They, they, that's all they need, really. And as we say, the digital clone and then an actor to go and play the part. I think that they have a base character that that is the actor in his prosthetics, and they have a digital character based on that. So then he only goes out in pub to public, meets the public, shakes hands or whatever, and that's it. And the rest of the manipulation and their life is shown to us on the screen, no nowhere else. We don't meet these people every day, only on the planned appearances. Hey, that goes to people are like, oh, I saw Bill Gates at a company picnic in 1994. You know, there's always that. There was a photo. There's a photo recently circulating on Twitter where Bill Gates. It looked. It appears to be that he's standing outside of a, a your, uh, an inner city Seven Eleven. Oh boy! <laughs> <By himself laughs> right, everyday Bill. Oh man! By himself at midnight with a Slurpee. And, and people were and, and people were people posted it, and I think I I think I I commented and just said, "You realize that a billionaire doesn't kind of travel by himself like this and just hangs out like in front of a Seven <laughs> Eleven at midnight." Yeah, which, like, yeah. Oh, and it's, uh, it's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. No, yeah, I said not to mention the fact that he probably doesn't even exist in the first place. Right, not to mention, yeah. Do whatever they want with these people. Like, why would they need to clone anybody? Like, I don't think they would. I don't think they can. And I don't think they would need to. Yeah, And they make, like, they give them, like, certain things where it's just mockery. Like, for instance, with Bill Gates now, if you type in any search en engine, who is the most powerful doctor? And it comes up with Bill Gates. Right. You know, that's not at all. obviously it's, it's far, uh, yeah, but, but that's but that's the entire thing. It exists. Oh. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but that, that's the punchline of the whole pandemic, isn't it? Not a doctor. That's the punchline. Right. The whole punchline of the pandemic is yes, a virus that, that is non-existent. A virus that is non-threatening. You know, go, go, whether viruses are even a thing, that's a, hey, that's a question. We opened the show with a talk about Prince Philip and his famous, infamous quote about if he were to be reincarnated, he would come back as a, as a contagious virus so that he could rid the, he could save the world of its overpopulation issues or whatever, whatever bullshit quote is attributed to him. Lucy, very Lucy. The thing is, 
the joke there, the punchline there is, you know, if you really get into virus study and viral, viral uh, germ theory and virus theory, viruses don't exist either. You know, it's like, so of course this this non-existent character, Prince Philip, quote unquote, would want to come back as a virus, another non-existent character to do this thing that can't be done. They, they can only deceive us their best. When I say they, it's whoever the man behind the curtain, the magician, the, 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 the wizard of Oz behind the curtain, projecting this grand power structure onto us that we believe is a grand power structure when really it's just a little guy behind the curtain. You know, that's all they want us to believe. They just want us to believe in all these, it's Oz. We're living in Oz. We're living in the, and I feel like we got to have some little, Toto needs to just come save us like immediately and pull back that curtain. We need to get, we need to get Toto stat, <laughs> you know? That's actually, he gets uncredited. Toto the dog is uncredited for breaking the matrix. It's not Dorothy. It's not Tin Man. It's not the lines on any of them. Not the little witch. It's not the flying monkeys, whatever. It's not even, it's not even the good witch who floats in on a magenta orb, you know? It's uh, it's it's the little dog that pulls back the curtain and reveals that this whole thing is an illusion. And I kind of think that that is happening with everything. I think we're living in it, yeah, definitely. We're living in the Wizard of Oz right now. It's weird. But, it, but, but who, whose illusion is it? It's Dorothy's illusion. The little man behind that behind the screen is inside her head. It's not an external. hundred percent. Right. Not an external they. It's a it's a it's an internal they. The whole thing is like it's like a psychodrama, <laughs> like a psychodrama of somebody having a hallucination, but it not really happening. There's no there's no external they. It, the, the they is, it, the dog is her buddy. The dog is the one that does it for her. Is the dog the architect? Is the Wizard of Oz the the pre the prequel to Inception? And it's a dream within a dream within a dream. And, and it's Dorothy's dream. And little Toto is there to, like as the totem. Oh my God, that's what it's called. It's called a totem in the dream. The little thing that you keep with you to, 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 to tether you to reality. Okay, that's weird. And with it as well, oh, the, right. the color thing, was it like the first first move of the year? Technicolor. Technicolor, yeah. Technicolor. Oh, and oh, this is the most interesting thing is Dorothy's dress was not white and blue checkerboard. It was It was blue and pink. And her shoes were not ruby, they were silver. And every bit of recolorization happened because they were introducing this new technology called Technicolor. And it messed with actual color. It actually fucked with the way color actually looked. And so in order to achieve this Technicolor dream of these ruby red slippers and this checkerboard, this checkerboard dress that she had, this checker print blue and white dress, they had to actually use different color. Her dress was actually pink, which I, which is again, the nexus of illusion, a shade of purple, line of purples, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag human vibration. God, I get so lost in these things. Long story short, it's all an illusion. Her shoes weren't even red, they were silver. And it was all a manipulation of light through, through this process. I think it's so interesting. And you don't learn this stuff until way later. You don't, if, if you, and you only learn it if you, if you ch decide to and choose to. It's kind of crazy. But, but remember about six, six months ago, the Wizard of Oz was, was an allegory for the establishment of the Federal Reserve System. Oh, that's right. Remember that? 
At least th that was the way that it was interpreted on, on Twitter. In a way, it's true, because I think the Fed, I think everything that operates on the federal level is a, con is a, is a, is a construct of a thing, is a simulacra, is a simulation of a thing. I don't think the federal government really exists. I think it's a simulation of a government structure. And then I think everything happens on like the municipal level, like the state and local level. Well, because it's a, it's a concept. It's, not, it's a concept. It's, yes, it's, it's not an organic existence. It's not. It's supposed to be a simulation. It's supposed to be, you know, as much of as closest to, to people taking it seriously as it possibly possibly can. But there's no there's no reality to any of these things. They're not uh, people. Yeah. They don't have intelligence themselves. They tell us companies are people. You know, that remember when corporations became people like in the early, there was some ruling, some major ruling where corporations Dred, became people. Dred, Dred Scott. Yes, the Dred Scott. And actually the word corp, corpse is body, human corpse, corp, corporation, the body. There's something there. It was always going to be, it was, there was always going to be that ruling. It was just a matter of time. And then they finally told us the truth. And then I think that corporations, these, these, the, we talk about simulations. I think that the, through these corporate, People, corporate companies or people do. They tell us that. They literally had that phrase. And that goes to, that kind of goes to how these false identities are created and introduced into the world through these corporations, these corporate structures to allow for, you know, a legal person versus a natural person, you know, a straw man, all this, all these legal loopholes that allow you to create a character structure. Really interesting what the, what our, what our legal system and our so-called justice system allows us to do. You see, on Easter, on Easter Sunday, I've done a couple of Jesus posts. I'm glad you did. I yeah, jumped in there a little bit. Yeah, people didn't, some didn't like it, some did. Yeah, I liked it. My Maria shared some of your stuff. Uh, yeah. It was a good yeah, conversation. Seen, yeah. I was I turned on the TV for some reason, and um, it was just all about, oh, the Jesus, it's Jesus's day and all this stuff, and I thought like it's just being pushed on TV all the time, and it, I just thought I've had it. I've had a couple of thoughts on it. For a thought, Easter Sunday would be the day to get it <laughs> off his chest, really. Like as in, like if these people are so evil and after us, why would they give us public holidays for Jesus if it was good? Yeah. What What is the purpose of these holidays? Yeah. Feels like energy collection. If these people that are running us are evil, why are they giving us days off for public holidays for the Jesus, which everyone even in the conspiracy world loves as well, you know, and swears by this and stuff, but it depends what people think it that Jesus was. So do they think it was a person? I still go back to Loosh. That's like that's my like that's my guiding light. That's my that's like my northern my northern. I think star. it's basically just a, 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 a book that's been put out in to hide the truth. Hides the truth, and anyway, it go, it kind of goes back. I think the entire story of the resurrection uh, uh, of Jesus of you know, and talk about someone who defied a lockdown. <laughs> I love it. I love that joke. I think that that's the best part. I love it. But I, I you know. I think that there is something about the story of, of Jesus. It gives us the original sin concept, like Jesus died for our sins, which which makes us feel like, but we're both like born to be sinners. It's it's going kind of going back to like that we can't we can't equal we can't equalize ourselves. We can't find salvation through ourselves. We have to have this character, Jesus Christ, 
who died this extraordinarily lushy death and was nailed to the cross and wore a crown of thorns and was bleeding from every from his eyes and his and every major blood. I don't and they mean, gave us an image of it as well, though, don't they? They give us the image. Yes. And that's it. It's in your subconscious, the image of Jesus. I feel like the church representation, the the, the, the biblical representation of Jesus and the church representation of Jesus. I, I walked into many a churches as a kid and saw Jesus hanging on the cross, like naked. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a yeah. I don't know how anyone can't see how that is something that's been put in front of us and presented to us, like ahead of a creator or whatever there may be. They've put that in, in front. I believe deeply in a creator. I believe in a designer, a creator. I believe that this world is is incredible. And, and so there's something outside of me that is responsible for this. I believe that deeply. But I also, from what I, from where I stand now, I, I've religion, world religion has just never sat right with me. It's just never, it's been one of those misaligned, uncomprehendable, un, I was just never able to, to, you know, because the biggest thing is, is how, you know, if, if, if we go to hell, if we're not right, if that is an absolute fact, we die, we, we go to hell if we're not right about this. And, and, and there's so many world religions, that means so many people are going to hell just because they chose wrong or because they were born into the wrong family and never had a chance to choose the other way. You know, I was like, if you, if you like how if you have to go to heaven only through declaring Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, if that is your only route into what we understand as heaven, then how can, again, we talked about this last time, what happens to people that were born before Jesus? Who did they pray to? <laughs> Who did they ask salvation from? Who got rid of their original sin? Because we know they were messing up. We know that all sorts of shit was going on. But then, you know, that's if we believe history is real, which I don't. Anyway, well, <laughs> but back to it, like, I feel like all these stories, it's just these mind prisons. I just always, I, I always, I always had this inclination that re world religion was more of a, a mind control and just thought control and population control and it's and division as well isn't it? it all the division it causes by keeping it all similar yeah. but not and everyone always talks oh there's truths yeah. in the bible and stuff but what is it's because it's scripted again i've said this before but it's because mm -hmm. it's a scripture and they're playing it out so it looks like it's 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 happening scripture script yeah. I am so very struck. Like I'm very struck though. You just said those words. I'm very struck whenever I read the Bible that it is in it is it's inhuman. It's inhumanly spoken. It sounds like computer code. It sounds like a computer spit out the Bible. It doesn't sound like a <laughs> it's not good writing, you know? It's not it's not good flowy writing. It's stilted. It's repetitive, quite repetitive, oddly repetitive. It's like we get it, you're God. Okay. Move on, you know? Every page is like, I am God. It's like, okay, we got it. Move, let's next. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when you say script, that reminds me of just a computer script. A line of computer code is is called script, scripture. You know, I think that there's maybe a, maybe a hint there that these religious texts are more... Computer code is yeah, just the printed off a computer. Uh, yeah, or just, you know, AI-based. And not true. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of wild, but 
the word script and scripture and, and I don't know, there's something there. I can't, I can't let it go. I, I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Father, forgive me for I have, for yeah. I have simmed. Simmed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I absolutely had to. <sighs> okay. What did you think about this the other day, actually? This Babe Ruth mainstream being said he was fake. I love that. I saw that and shared it. So, so a sports writer, a, a, a blue checkmark sports writer, shared a video of Babe Ruth where you can't see the baseball. The, the baseball is not visible. It can be chalked up to, to camera frame rate. I saw a lot of people talking about the camera frame rate, but that's actually not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the manipulation of media throughout time, you know, and I think that, that this is like, it kind of hit on this, you know? And so this guy shares it and he's like, this this doesn't ring true to me. I, I feel like this is manufactured footage. In, in so many words, he basically suggested not only that the footage was manufactured, but he went as far to say that Babe Ruth was a character. Yeah, fictional you, character, he, he said. He said the word fictional character and I thought that was an, and it was an incredible leap from from just saying I can't see the baseball in this one frame uh, in this one video I can't I can see him swinging but I don't see a baseball leaving the bat I don't, I don't see a baseball hitting the bat you know there's no baseball here he just swang and ran around the bases I've seen the the black pill podcast tweet out of like now everything's fake is in the mainstream what do we do now or something like that and it was it's in the mainstream that is main making it was a Fictional characters made. He's a real sports writer. And he wasn't being cheeky. He was really suggesting that this idol, Babe Ruth, could be a, a fictional character of some sort, a fabricated entity. And I think that there is a way to still have real athletes and real teams and real this and real that and, and real gameplay, but have, and I'm not quite sure how it's done. But I think that our biggest idols, our Kobe's, our Babe Ruth's, yes, our Steph Curry's, our improbable idols that kind of come out of nowhere. That's something about Kobe Bryant is his backstory is absolutely ridiculous. How, how little for someone who was supposed anyway, not going to go on that. Anyway, try to find young pictures of Kobe Bryant. It's very difficult. Um, yeah, I think that I think that we are given these these characters that live these they they entwine. It's it's a vortice. These characters become vortices. Do you think that they Back can you, fake a sports a sports star? I feel like they can. Yeah, you I know, think they can. Like I think that say, our biggest. I think that these care. Yeah, I think that because sports is such a sports is a vortex, an energy vortex. We all kind of kind of comprehend that you know like people get really 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 wrapped into their to their sports and their and their sports and so i think that within these these energetic vortices to you murph on on your idea of vortices i think entertainment and, and all you know all forms of entertainment especially sports can be a vortice but then they have these like these these characters within it that like the vortex revolves around michael jordan in, in our politics in China has now been pinned on LeBron James because he made one comment about the way that the the, the protests in China were, were being communicated by the media. Anyway, 
And what do you think of that? We don't ever see much of Joe Biden. We don't really see him on the TV like we did. Trump was on every day. Why don't we see him everywhere? And then yeah. we don't really see the Biden. The only thing we do see of him, what they show us, is like something to laugh at or to make fun of or, he's, or suggest that he's wearing a mask, really. That's all we do. And they have been talking, to your point, Rambo, he's not seen and they have been talking about how they don't give press like it's been 180 days and there's been no press conference you know i feel like we get a lot of those updates about how little is being done from a presidential standpoint yeah we've not seen much of him at all and i, I think there's there's more to come from that as well really his first week of, first week of office he issued 33 executive decisions executive orders biden's first week of office he had 30 oh gosh well Sounds about right. Naturally. Naturally as one does. Your first week. That's interesting. What were they about? Like, like, you know, the, I feel I okay, so everything that we get of him, he can't really string together a sentence, you know? Like he can barely they really seem to be ramping that that rhetoric up, his instability within speech, right? Which is such a difference between Obama. Obama was known for his laser like oratory skills you know he was just an excellent excellent speaker almost hypnotic in a way had hypnot and and biden really can't finish a sentence again i just think he's just digital again like it's and the jim kerry we're looking at the jim kerry out totally. i feel like it's just he's got a complete digital character and i think he's never been real people think oh he died years ago or whatever but i don't think he did like I've seen a few people, oh, he got knocked off years ago or he died years ago, but I think he's like, a, he's another one that's never really been real. Yeah, people talk about his ears. I see that a lot. People are like, oh, his ears are different, you know? I feel yes. like they do that on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, do totally. They do that on purpose because it's again, do they do that? Because if you say that to anybody in real life, they're not, they don't believe you, even if it looks obviously like a mask to you. So, it does look different. I mean, there's no doubt. Which makes me think again, we're, it's, you know, it's, this is it's the clone thing again, you know, well, I it, think it's actor based reality. I think, definitely. I think, I think over time it's possible that multiple actors play the same character and then those individual multiple actors will play various other characters, like a fracturing spider web over time. And so Michael Jackson will be played by multiple people over time. Sorry. So, I, sorry. As soon as that were, as soon as that left my mouth, I knew that I had made a, a, a critical, a critical error. Um, quick, quick, quick abort. Uh, a, a Jeffrey Epstein. No, I'm kidding. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And these people, I believe that too. Like they're played by just, the Hollywood actors we see are playing these characters. That's so. what I think. I saw a really cool video the um, the other day, and I've seen it before in the past, but it didn't really stick with me. And I saw it again the other day, and it reminded me. So there was just there was this um, interview of Alec Baldwin. It was one of his appearances on Date David Letterman, and this is 1980s Alec Baldwin. He's got that slick back hair, those crystal blue eyes. He's like hot. He's hot shit. And then they do a side-by-side -side of a later appearance of John F. Kennedy Jr. And it's the same mannerisms. It's as if it's as if it's the it's 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 as if they just took that that appearance, that first baseline appearance of Alec Baldwin, or just use Alec Baldwin again, and then overlaid that the head of JFK Jr. onto Alec Baldwin as the base actor. 
I think that that, I mean, it looked so similar that it was, it was very difficult for me to, to, to believe. I mean, first, I already think that all of our, you know, all of our talk about royalty, you know, the, the Kennedys are, are American royalty with, with um, Camelot, you know, the whole idea there. But I think the Kennedys are all like fabrications. And I think JFK Jr. died a Lucy death because he's a fabrication, potentially played by the base actor of Alec Baldwin or the base actor who plays Alec Baldwin. Like with the JFK thing, that was kind of all coded as well, wasn't it? But it was kind of coded for this time with the 17 and stuff and the 17 miles offshore and 17 miles up. And I didn't even know that. Wait, what? Okay, so he... The, okay, so I know, The yeah, JFK Junior plane yes. was like, crashed like, set, went down off the radar like 17 <laughs> miles offshore from landing and it was 17 miles up in the air. And okay. It, that's another I reason thought, why the Q community was so obsessed with JFK Jr. with all the 17s implanted. Oh, and the grave is a Q, right? His grave yeah. looks like a Q. No, I mean, this stuff has the gameplay. <laughs> golf clap, golf clap to the Matrix because this gameplay is exceptional. It's crazy. The story's always being built, though. So, like, we yeah. think, oh, yeah, that was ages ago. It, it did happen. It was ages ago. But that's all part of the main finale for these people, yeah? Pre-designed. Maybe that's why golf is – because the the golf courses are pre-designed. They, they pre-exist. But we still have to play Talking them Talking of golf time. courses, we've still not seen Tiger Woods' leg, have we? Still not seen anything No, we still have – no, we still haven't seen Tiger Woods post-crash. And now they're kind of bringing that information back where he was going like twice the speed limit or something around a curve. He was going twice the speed limit, something. Um, he, and he, oh, he couldn't navigate the turn is the verbiage that they're using. He couldn't properly, he was going so an excessive speed to where he couldn't safely navigate the turn. And that makes me think about like a great reset, like talk about navigating a turn. We're going through it. We're going through a very fast turn, potentially, you know, this all. And it was called Genesis. The car he was in was a fucking Genesis. Oh, yeah, that even God. going back to that, that is to me where, where the energy kind of changed to like, you can feel a, like a build up, Joe, from then really. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah. When was, okay. When was that? Hey, that was like our first one of our first episodes. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, are you guys experiencing time differently? Yes. Right. Yes. A few months ago seems like a year ago to me. Yes. It is both speeding up and also slowing down for me in some ways. It's, it's kind of interesting. I have a new relationship with time and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I feel like it's both slipping away. Like all of a sudden, like we do these endeavors and I'm like, oh my gosh, we started this a month ago. It feels like just yesterday that we had our first conversation. So that is very real. It feels like lightning fast. But also I feel like I've been being more mindful. I've been being more mindful in each day. And I feel like that slows down the clock for me. When I keep checking in with myself and my reality, like I keep checking into this dream to make sure I'm awake, you know, I keep doing that and I feel like, I feel like I, I'm like standing in time. I'm standing still in time more often than I ever have. And it kind of makes the moment to moment seem slower, but yeah, in aggregate, it's whiplash for sure. <laughs> it's going pretty fast. I don't know. Great, you have great fleets. Yeah, you do too. You have great fleets, Murph. I love seeing Brooklyn through your fleets. 
take pride in my fleets. Your fleets are amazing. <laughs> I feel like I get to see the city. I love New York City. There's something so magical. It's an energetic, it's a vortices. New York City it, is kind of a, vor a vortex. It's it, a vortex. In, in, in New York Harbor, there's, 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 there's remnants, uh, if not, um, you know, still, still standing of, of, of three separate star forts. Um, what's a star what i've heard star i've heard the term star fort i feel like i at one point kind of knew what a star fort was but what is a star fort star forts are, are these structures that are that are literally all over the world mm -hmm. and i think the, the current uh, listing of, of ones that have been uh uh observed and 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 uh and tracked are um not tracked because they don't move obviously mm -hmm. um are about 1700 worldwide don't they say there's one unlike the bottom of the Statue of Liberty? Is that? Oh, wow. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. The Statue of Liberty, the base of the Statue of Liberty is, is in an uh, octagonal, I think it's octagonal, eight-sided eight star. Um, yeah. It's a small version of it, but, but historically, what, what, what was actually on the island, on Liberty Island, there was, there was a real star fort there. Um, and it was, I think it was taken down in uh, like 1920s, maybe, or like <laughs> something around the early 20th century or something. But there's also one in uh, down, uh, downtown Manhattan. Um, but, 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 it, but basically a harbor is a vortex that yeah, two, two rivers coming together. Um, you know, you create, I mean, that's the reason why the World Trade Center is here. Yes. And you were talking about it earlier with what we still don't really understand the process between water and in favor, you know, there's, there's a lot of mysteries that go into the processes of water and water is so energetically powerful and, and the, yeah, the Harbor is shaped to, to basically create that natural swirling as the water comes in on one side, it swirls around the Harbor and exits the other side. It just creates an, Hmm. The, the New York Harbor could be like taking all of our energy out to sea, you know? Well, or, 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 you know, could look at it the other way. The way that I'm looking at it is that the, it's actually feeding us. And we're not feeding it, it's feeding us. Ooh, okay. I like that better. Much better, actually. Hmm. I, hmm. I, that, that's the reason why, you know, people have this kind of like, it's strange the sensation when they're in New York City. It's not just because of the big buildings. Day, night, it's a city that never sleeps. Maybe that's why they call it that, because it really doesn't. At four in the morning, you feel that same buzz that you do at 12 in the afternoon, you know? It's alive. There wouldn't be the human vibration if there wasn't the earth to give the humans the, the, the energy. So true. So, so if, if, if an area, I mean, I think that's why you have these uh, uh, population pop, you know, pop, population clusters, like your population clusters on the on the coasts. Yes, they want people close to the ocean. Mm, interesting. It's like almost like we're energizing the water itself through our actions. It, it's, it's, it's it's a symbiotic relationship between the two. Has to be, and we're we're said to be made of what eighty percent water. They say, or whatever the statistic is. Surprised well, it's not thirty three percent. You know. Wait, look. There's water underground, yeah. and then the air above ground is also water, and then uh -huh. we're 80% water. So there's really not much that's not water. Right. Osmosis. Okay, so you know the concept of osmosis, where you can 
absorb where water always finds its balance it will it will equalize always it will find its its blissful medium and it will come in and out of any system to to find an, an equilibrium but that like do you think that inter information can be osmo osmotic or be absorbed through osmosis like just how we were just how earlier you were literally about to say what i was about to say like we kind of had we kind of came to like this almost like crossroad point of like having the same thought at the very same time was that a form of was that a form of informational or intellectual osmosis what is that our thoughts aren't inside of our head right i think you're right i think we're i think our brains are we're radio heads and our yeah. thoughts are just outside of our heads and outside of us and everything's kind of just outside of us and we're just these receivers these these transmitters these bio bio organic advanced machines, advanced computing machines. Yeah. Gray Tonka had a good comment today. I think when the issue when that, um, when the man, uh, the sports writer uh, posted about the Babe Ruth issue, uh -huh. you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, we're going mainstream or whatever. Some people were saying like, oh, you know, you know, this, this isn't a good thing because it's a check mark, you know, and it, it kind of destroys the credibility or whatever. And I said, you know what? So we got to stop this nonsense. I mean, if, if human vibration or, or somebody or, or anybody, you know, gets a check mark tomorrow, do they automatically become a shill because of that? And everything that they say is invalidated? I mean, that kind of shoots yourself in the foot and kind of guarantees you to be a fringe movement forever. But if, but if, it, but if we but, but if we want to if we want to not be a fringe movement forever, we got to get away from that. Mm -hmm. I have it. I have it the same way. You, you look at something, you look at it. You look at you look at them. You look at something automatically kind of circumspect. But I have a friend who's actually a check mark, and you know, I I I know he's a real person, not a show. You know, he's not. But but then again, he's not like a truther, right? No, but, but I think I brought it up because you were talking about like you know the medium and everything like that. Can you guys sense a, di a difference between when you had like a thousand followers and when you have today, like twenty two thousand? The community is different. I feel like the community is, has been growing and I love being a part of this community and it continues to grow. And I feel like the voice, like the, the, our friends, quote unquote, you know, but I feel like as far as people just reaching out that, that wouldn't be considered like in the community, just random people that reach out with questions and stuff. And then I talk to in the DMs, but they don't, I mean, there's people that I have really robust DM conversations with that I've never had a, a, a public facing tweet comment with, but they'll, they, they will tell me, Hey, I follow your stuff, but I don't want to comment on your stuff, but I have questions. Yeah. And so I feel like that the spirit of that is the same for me from when I, from actually really from all, from always, I don't think this, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like. I don't think I've seen a change in that. What I have seen and experienced and what I love, the change that I love is the community growing around around these new ideas. And I mean, just the amount of podcasts I can listen to that kind of touch on these types of thought experiments and these ways of looking are, there's so many more, there's so many more options. And it's I definitely grow, a growing, growing thing, isn't it? Definitely, which yeah. is a positive. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what, what, I'm curious why you asked. I mean, I, my, maybe I'm just like naive, but I, I feel like the spirit of, of, of it has stayed the same. And I like that. I don't feel like it's different now that I'm quote unquote bigger. Like I, I haven't seen a shift, not even in the shift of dialogue. I feel like it's all the same. 
I'm still no, talking I, about the same old shit. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't mean it in a way that like, you know, that the quality of your interactions changed or diminished. That's not what I'm trying to mean at all. But changed like almost like you can, you can almost like through these technological devices, like you were saying before, mm -hmm. in my mind, I was about to say that you out human vibration yourself and you said it yourself, mm -hmm. right? And it's like the synchronicities with people and you you kind of introduced this to me too with the 33s and i'm getting a lot of people that are showing me their their the synchronicities now so i would say that it's almost ramped up my ability to connect with people through this anonymous medium but the interesting thing that that great tonka said um you know, because I said that any anyone anyone who says that that, that you know follow, you know people say oh followers I don't care how many followers I have you know what I mean it doesn't make a difference you know I mean but they're full of shit to have you know to be to be interacting with so many people all at once you can feel their energy yeah and great and great Tonka said that it comes through the phones it comes through our devices even when they're trying even when we're not touching them and I'm like because I, I sometimes when I'm holding it when I'm holding my phone. And like the juices are flowing, and everybody's everybody's all gelling together. I can feel it when the when the when the group is hot. Like I get into that too. I get into the flow too when everyone's sharing, and I get inspired. And sometimes I wake up very inspired. I love it. Positive feedback loops, which is an excellent, which is what which is what we don't have. We're like we're not really taught to build each other up in a true way. We're taught to compete. And we're taught to like always measure ourselves against each other. We're not really taught to celebrate the uniqueness within each other. We're taught to always like try to compete to be the best of like a very specific narrow thing. We're never taught to be like the farthest and farthest flung seed and just be good at that, you know? Like you do you and be great at it. We're never taught that, you know? We're taught like you should do this with everyone else and everyone has to be great, you know? And it's like, no. Conformity, conformity, uniformity is celebrated over uniqueness. And I think that that is something that's, I mean, talk about, you know, zombie army. Yeah. But it's not though, but at the same time, it's not. The people that are, the people that society holds in great esteem aren't the people who conform. They're the ones, they're the ones that actually, that actually don't. It's like the people that like, the reason why royalty, the reason why royalty fascinates us is because while at the same time, everybody, you know, will say, oh, you know, these royals are fake and a bunch of bullshit, everything like that. Secretly, we envy them. Mm. Because everybody wants the comfort. I mean, only a fool would say, no, I don't want the billion dollars. Mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't want a hundred million dollars. Only a fool would, would, would refuse, uh, you know, a life of luxury and things like that. I mean, that's just human nature. People want, people crave comfort. So at the mm -hmm. same time that we hate them, despise them, we secretly want to be them. Do you think that that's why they, I mean, is that another reason that the royal family, talking about drinking out of gold chalices and dripped in diamonds. So yeah, so is the royal family another, is that just another way to reinforce this adoration and ideation and idolatry of materialistic things and just give us someone Hmm. A, a lot of people really would drink out of gold chalices if they could. If they could, if they could. Trump, you know, Trump had golden toilets. Yeah, we talked about that. They paint these pictures. Like, who would money, want that? Money like, is what? power, so they give it. Yeah. They're giving them power. That oh, they've got all the money, so they've got all the power. Do you know that's how they kind of portray it? I think money is money is power. You know what's interesting about gold? Gold is less useful and less energy conductive than silver. 
but somehow gold is like is to, we're told gold is the color of it's the color of royalty like gold crowns and stuff it's useless it's heavy it's not energy conductive it's it's like okay the idea even in rappers the idea of a gold chain like if the gold chain's just perceived value there's no good and it's just weighing you down. it's just weighing you down it's literally you're in chains with it's weird i don't know there's something there and then the gold crown like weighing down your head like it's it's unnecessarily heavy and then the jewels also the diamond trade the whole idea of diamonds the whole idea it's a manufactured scarcity just like oil just like fossil fuels it's a manufactured market it's a manufactured scarcity but it's it's the, a singular monopoly de beers on who owns the diamond uh de, the diamond market and well, they tell you about lab made diamonds and you can just look that up and you can and they tell you you can't even tell the difference between one of them and a real diamond. They actually tell you that. Everything's everything's fake, y'all. Everything's fake. <laughs> everything's fake. Everything's fake. No, we live in a very real world. There are very real things. We are just it's just upside down on how things are presented. The things that we are told are important important and valuable are not. And the things that we are told that are less than and invaluable probably are important. You know, I feel like, I feel like discovering what is real in this very real world, but, but through an unreal, it's like, yeah, it's just, we're it's just whatever I'd say, Boy. whatever's not through your screen, anything through your screen is not real. I'm, if I'm you weren't you. there, it's not real. It's not part of your reality. Hmm. I think I think I think I think we and I think everyone a lot of other people are faced with a, a weird conundrum that nobody's really dealt with before is that you know it, it it we went through this kind of situation and for lack of a better word we're more in tune with things you know I don't like to use wake because it mm -hmm. means other people are asleep which is mm -hmm. not really you know you know in a lot of ways I'm still kind of stupid and silly so I don't want to walk around like I'm, I'm unenlightened about anything right you're lighthearted, light of heart. You have to be. You have, you have to be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, like, it's one thing to get awake or you know, in tune, but then the question is, what's next? You know, what, what do you do you with that? To, what do you, you do got to think of the world how you want it to be, really, don't you? And collectively, it can spread. No, but I'm just saying that that forces that sometimes that forces great change in people. Yeah, you, definitely. You, know, you could have a spouse that's completely, you know, in the old old way of old old prism of looking at things, and is is looking at the world that has a completely different world. Yeah, I mean that's happening all over the world right now. Yeah, it's it is it is difficult, and there will be relationships and friendships that wither under the strain that wither on the vine. Um, and I think that that's just a natural part of this process. I'm experiencing that now. I've, I, I have experienced a, and I, you know, I was in a beautiful, a beautiful life for, for many years. Um, but it was beautiful on the surface and it didn't, wasn't, it never fulfilled me internally, but I never believed that I could, I, it wasn't until 2020 that I, was able to connect what I what I believed in my heart with what I knew in my head and what I knew in my head was misguided but what I believed in my heart was always true but I would never let myself align my heart and my head and it took 
took 2020 a personal great awakening it really took 20 the, the weirdness of 2020 to to to, to to, to really, really help me see that um, this this disalignment of, of my- 2020 vision on your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2020 vision on everything. Yeah, 2020 is when I woke up, January 8th of 2020 is the day that I wrote the new, the-, the, the Yeah, the, it really woke up, not the fake- really woke the up. fake awakening, but the real- Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about Q and the, and, you know, we talk about needles in the haystack, maybe the whole idea of the great awakening, um, and you guys both talked about this, but yeah, there was like a, a fake, like a, a great awakening label because they had to tell us that we actually, we were going through this process and they kind of had to bastardize it. They had to like, they had to give this real thing. They had to put this real label on something that was a misappropriation of it, which was a, was a falsification of it. But in reality, they're, they're, there really is a great awakening happening. It's just not connected to, um, to yeah, to Pizzagate. <laughs> <laughs> you know who did a good a good thread? Hmm. The guy with the numbers in his name. The really sweet guy. But who had oh, a really yes, with about the can okay, the Kansas City sports guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know his name because it is really not a name in the profile thing. So I just rock chop punk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But I mean, that that was beautiful. That his was awakening has is inspired. His awakening inspires me. To tell you the truth, that guy encapsulates the spirit of what we talk about. I think better than anybody combined. He speaks about kind of you know what he what he sees as kind of the next step here, and 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 what I think, if anything, I think that he that he's a good eye, good a great example of somebody who actually has thought about like what the the what's next part. Because it's really easy to kind of sit back on people on your laurels, like realizing, like, oh, like you know, I'm so smart, I, I know that all this stuff's fake, you know, and I'm not going to get involved in it, or whatever. But and have a superiority complex because of that, and and miss, and, and miss out on 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 uh, you know taking it you know taking it someplace better. And, and so it, what I'm saying is that it's easy to become jaded. It's easy to be like everything's fake, nothing's real, you know, everything's so, so uncool, everything's so, you know, everything's so, uh, everything's a psyop and things like that. And this guy's like, you know, I think it, he sees the, the, the true purpose of the, of the psyop, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think, though, I think, uh, and, and a lot of people kind of, you know, I saw that when I read that thread, I knew where the thread came from because, because uh, on somebody, on some other thread, he commented on the on the vaccine being a, a boogeyman, right? And uh, and it, and he got he was gang stalked uh, after that, and like ten people, you know, like well, you know, I think someone came in and said, "Well, are you going to take the vaccine?" And then, like that, that's the loaded question that everybody has. Like, oh, if you think that, and he came back balls to the wall, and he's like, "Gonna take it? I've already taken it, you know, and I'm not afraid of anything." And you know, your problem is you're full of fear. And all the crap, all everything that's in your head is like stuff that was given to you, but yet you like think you're like you researched this and figured it out, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it, it was great though, and, and I think in a weird way, I think there's people have to be careful because there's people out there who maybe because of their job of employment, like they need to do it, right? Yeah. And yes. it's almost like where people are some, when I see, when I see people posting about the dangers of it, like, you know, oh, it's some, all the people who got vaccinated, do you realize how stupid what it was you did? It's dangerous because there's people who are going to read that 
and maybe like a, have the nocebo effect because they just got vaxxed. Like the, if I got vaxxed like yesterday and then wake up today and go to Twitter and, and look at these things, I'll bug out. Yeah. So like it's it's a very weird kind of line that people are like walking right now. You're right. I think that that's that's the that was the most positive thing that he could share is yes, I did this, but no, I am not fearful, and and here's exactly why. And you shouldn't be either. And because you are filled with fear, that can be more harmful to you than than anything else. Fear is the most stress. Stress is toxic, and fear triggers our stress response. You know, fear and stress are really go go hand in hand it's very difficult to have a, f a fear without without a, a cortisol spike in your in your body it's basically our stress hormone so you think about stress and anxiety and and fear and i mean that's that's all that's that's covid and that's that's the vaccine and we talked about you know the, the next stage of the vaccine is going to be these stories of people with blood clots and purple legs and dying of the vaccine and you know dmx just had the vaccine and he died oh, gosh i feel like we're going to have more to come soon. I think over the next by next week we'll have a whole lot, a whole lot more with the vaccine. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. But we, you know what they, they talk about this, but where are all the bodies? Yeah, the there bodies? is none. That is a that is a famous um, not spam a lot. What is it? The Monty Python. That's a yeah. famous Monty Python bit. Bring out your dead. Show us your dead. Show us your dead. You know, and they keep they going through this the town, de like de demanding to see the dead bodies because they're basically suggesting, without suggesting it, that there are no dead bodies that nobody died. And so, you know in what? this, the skit is brilliant because it's basically saying that the that that the Black Plague and all this stuff is all a bunch of bullshit. They were calling bullshit on the Black Plague one hundred percent. That is what that is the that is the truth in plain sight of that infamous Monty Python skit. Even even the phrase "show us your dead." It's either bring out your dead or show us your dead. I, I can hear it and I can oh, show us your dead. I think show us your dead. Yeah, yeah. I even see we'll, that gift we'll right now because yeah. they're putting it on, 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 the, on the truck. On the, not the truck. You know? Yeah, they're on the little cart, like the the, <laughs> hor the cart, the cart, and they're like moving around to pick up the dead bodies because that's the job. But there are no dead bodies. There OG, are no dead bodies. OG U-Haul. U-Haul. <laughs> like a person. <gasps> oh, look at that. Be careful what you say around human vibration. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not let one pun slip past. You can't let one pun go to waste. Slip yeah. past my gate. Yeah. No, sir. No, sorry. I love a good pun. That's one thing that I did on the Matrix Assassin show. Like I did like seven dad jokes. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like puns are my puns are my um, strong point. <laughs> yeah, my proficiency. <laughs> Proficient in puns. That's like alliteration there. Sure puns are my I like that. <laughs> plenty of punch. Plenty of punch to your puns. Yes. Yeah. Got quite the. Uh, oh God. I don't know. Tell me a punch. Tell me a punch. There's a there's a punctuation joke in there, but um. <clears throat> anyway, this has been fun. This was a good one, guys. Another At least we entertain ourselves. Let's we always do. Maybe, we maybe, maybe a few other people might be entertained. Episode five. I listened to it three times. I love listening to us. I had, I had a blast. I was. I I was laughing at the pan. Anytime we bring up pandas. We can leave people with the thought <laughs> of a monkey.
and a man and a bear. <laughs> oh no, now I can't edit that out. Now we have to leave. Now I have to keep that that unsavory bit in. Oh no. Oh no. The monkey oh, and the bear. And now that's gonna have to be the title of the episode. Oh boy. A monkey, a man, and a bear walk into a bar. I don't know. We'll... All right. All right, guys. <laughs> a bright spot on my week. Friday is Friday is a shining star. A shining star on my week. Thanks again, guys. Another great one. Yeah, thank you. It's great. All right, good night. <laughs>